Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. It is your host, Cosmic Colleen, and I am back with another interview episode. I know you guys are proud of me because I have been busting these out. For those of you who are new to the show, I took a little bit of a break for a while of my interviews, but I have been coming back strong, and I am excited to have another one. I have Tinsley Taro over in Long Beach, California, and she is going to talk spiritual awakenings, her own awakenings, tarot reading, Reiki, all that good stuff. Welcome to the show, Tinsley. How are you? Thank you so much, Colleen, for having me today. Thank you for coming on. I'm excited. I am too. Are you having a good day today? I am. I am. How about you? Good. And it's so funny. You're showing you have this beautiful tapestry in the back and you're a Pisces sun. And that's like what I'm seeing right now in your background. Like there's a very Pisces tapestry. And I think that definitely having the um, the Reiki and the tarot reading, what got you into that? Well, actually, my background is in fine art. Um, so I've come, come a long way. I went to grad school in Boston for oil painting and then moved here. Was in academia for a while, was an adjunct professor, then was basically the project manager of the university's advertising team. And it became very clear to me that I wanted to help people on a deeper level, um, something that our academic system, I feel like it, there's a few holes in the, the um, fabric when it comes to spiritual development and uh, personal improvement. So I felt called to learn tarot. And then I learned Reiki pretty soon after that about uh, six years ago. Oh, wow. So you felt like you just were ready to connect deeper with people like you sense that gift that you had in yourself. Yeah, I think it started off with me just trying to heal myself and my own core wounds and things that I had just basically been trying to escape from my entire 20s. And whenever I turned 30, I was like, okay, now it's time to actually be building and healing instead of masking and escaping. <laughs> what, what were some of the things you did to try to heal? And what were the ways that you used to mask? I know it's a double, oh, it's a large question. Well, <laughs> there was, I, I mean, I guess you could say that I was a very functional alcoholic um, and uh, functional in many ways of all kinds of um, trying to self-medicate. Um, but that my body just was was not tolerating it. I actually can't even drink alcohol really anymore. Yeah, your body um, just rejected it. Exactly. So that was a hard time for me transitioning from it being a big part of my lifestyle to it not being an option at all. Um, and then really my healing journey began with Reiki, um, receiving Reiki. And I had been to different therapists and nothing had ever really worked very the way that I wanted. And then after receiving energy healing with a Reiki practitioner, I had so many breakthroughs, revelations, shifts in my energy that I was like, okay, this is the right path for me. And I think I could help others along that same journey. Was it right away when you first had your first Reiki session? 
it was it was really profound like my whole body was shaking like i just had so many blocks that were cleared and it really helped shift my perspective because um i wasn't spiritual at all and that was like this it shifted my paradigm completely like i was like wow there's so much i don't know and it really gave put me on the path of researching and exploring and actually just being more open-minded to what's possible. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I actually got certified in Reiki in 2020 and I never really taught it, you know what I mean, since then. I do a lot of other things, but I use it on myself. But when I got certified and I worked with one of my friends, um, it was amazing to just see like right away, like you said, you experience it, you feel energy get moved from you. And when that happens, all of these awakenings just start to come. For sure. Oh, that's so cool that you you're also attuned. That's awesome. Yeah. And for myself, and maybe one day I may use it more in like the way I work with clients right now, I don't. But um, I think in any I think anyways, everyone should get certified in Reiki, even if they don't use it, just it helps you be more in tune with your own energy as well as the energy of others. Oh, for sure. And it also can be used in tarot or any other practice. Um, it just basically tunes things to the greatest and highest good. And it gives a lot, a lot more, it, it like, per, you know, just information. Um, yeah. If I'm in a Reiki state and I'm doing a reading, it's usually a lot more profound. Um, if I have the amount of time and prep to get into that state. Wow. So um, when did you first doing start doing tarot? How did you start that? Did you seek it out or was someone just like, hey, here's some tarot cards? So I used to have this really awesome crystal store that has since unfortunately closed down, um, but it was within walking distance of my place in Long Beach. And they had a professional reader offering classes and I was one of her two students that signed up. So it was pretty much like private lessons. And I got to study under Stephanie Salt. Uh, she's um, a big tarot card reader here in Long Beach and really uh, broke it down in basics, but also said that meditation is really the fastest way to get you there because it's such an intuitive, personal relationship that you have to develop with your deck. Yeah. How would you meditate with it or how do you meditate? Um, I just really it's just whatever works for each person like that could be active meditations on walks, just be keeping a clear mind. Um, mantra meditations like what Deepak Chopra does. Uh, those are fantastic. I love those. Um, it can be really whatever gets you in that place of stillness to receive information um, is going to be great. And you can try all different kinds of meditations. There's really no right or wrong way as long as you're um, being able to be open uh, to gain that insight. What are some of your favorite ways to meditate? Um, well, I was a really big fan of the Deepak Chopra Oprah meditations. Yeah. I've done a lot of those and there's so many on YouTube. There's a great grounding meditation. I, I always refer my clients to listen to just to connect with the earth's energy. Um, but yeah, I just think that anything that 
resonates or people can really get into a flow state with because each each person is going to have a different way that they can receive um and there's like motion meditations as well um with kundalini yoga um there's just so many options out there and it only takes like five or ten minutes a day you don't need to like dedicate like 30 minutes or an hour it's really simple if we can just show up for ourselves you 10 15 minutes a day it's easy to get out of it but it's just in a week of doing it we create a new habit from it and a good healthy sure. habit definitely I, do you have a meditation practice you know i'm you a like? bit i'm a big time mover meditation person i'm definitely a binarial beats as well like i have to maybe one day i'll get to like the silence you know but i definitely now i try to do a guided meditation i would love to be good and say every day once a couple times a year i get in that flow but at least several times a week i'm definitely big into nature i love to go out and pray and meditate in nature and like a big walking moving music is huge though for me i can like detach when i'm listening to music and i almost can go into like a fantasy world that's sort of a manifest. Sometimes it can get a little tricky because then I'll like start manifesting and then I was doing that. I'm like, no, 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 you're meant to empty your brain, you know? <laughs> not that, not create, you need to empty through through fun, fun visuals. But that's usually what I try to do the most with it. Oh, very cool. Yeah, nature, I totally agree, is so healing and just just being on a hike on in itself is just has so many grounding elements um, to connect with that earth medicine. Do you ever go out to the desert? You have a lot of stuff happening in the desert out there in California, right? I do, right? I absolutely love Joshua Tree. I go at least once a year. Um, the desert is like a void, an energetic void where so much transformation can happen just because in that absence of commotion, um, yeah, I mm. I absolutely love Joshua Tree. I'm going to be going to Big Bear, um, which is in the mountains uh, for Thanksgiving. And I actually think I go to the ocean the least amount, even though I'm a half a mile away. <laughs> That's interesting. That yeah, it's funny. I kind of find a lot of people from California end up not going to the ocean as much as you would think. Why is that? Do you just feel like you're called more to the more grounded part? Yeah, I don't know why. Sometimes I'll walk to it, but I rarely, I rarely go in the water. And maybe because I just don't like sand. <laughs> <laughs> no sand for you. <laughs> I like looking at it. I don't. Maybe the sand is the main main thing that keeps me away. <laughs> that might be it. But you're meant to be in the in the desert part. That kind of dry sand. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I keep thinking about what you said and it made me think and maybe you can explain a little bit more about like the desert and the energy and the the absence of things, meaning it sort of like attracts a lot of energy there. Correct. Yeah. And it's interesting. Yeah. It's almost like I kept I had this visual of like cities. Right. And, and the population of people and the energy that comes from that almost like it all gets pushed out and like disputed and then transformed, maybe right in the desert. Is that what you kind of mean by that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's no, there's no conflicting, um, like audio, like, I know I kind of just went kind of wild with that, but I just oh, had no, this like good. vision like, of no, things. There's no like audio, like turbulence or like, it's just, it's absolute quiet still. And 
it has such a different feeling. Um, I mean, cities have, I mean, I love living in urban areas. I mean, I've been, I used to live in Chicago and Boston, Houston, and now I'm out, I'm in LA all the time, but these cities have this congestion and it's almost like this umbrella that kind of keeps us from reaching our own potential because it's like, it's mm. so heavy. It's this, yeah. it's a heavy energy of everyone trying to like speak over each other. Wow. And then the desert is this open space where you're not having this conflict, whether it's um, noise pollution or whether it's just like, like appearing in a certain way that's expected. Um, with the desert, nothing matters. Like you, you, you're not trying to prove anything. <laughs> you can be your most authentic self. Wow. I love that. I love how we just got really deep with the desert right there. <laughs> I don't know. We just got, and now I'm like, I need to plan a trip to Joshua Tree. I really want to. That actually has come to me in dreams a few times. Yeah, in Sedona. I've not been, I haven't been to the desert yet, really. I've been to Vegas, but we definitely can't count that. That was in my sins. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I absolutely love Sedona too. They're both great, great options. Do you ever do any or have you done any um, like workshops out there, any retreats? You know, I haven't. I would love to. I've actually never participated in a retreat before, um, but I'm definitely open to it. Yeah, that's awesome. How is the spiritual community in Long Beach? Is it easy to integrate? Is it mixed up? What's it like there, the vibe there? It's it's actually a pretty large hub for tarot card readers and other um, spiritual practitioners. Um, L.A., of course, is much larger and bigger and robust. Um, I do have a few clients that I work with in Long Beach, but I'm usually going to L.A. constantly. <laughs> You're really in a lot of traffic then and commotion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it. Well, if there's no traffic, it'll take me 40 minutes usually, but, or it's up to two hours. So oh my God. it's so much fun. <laughs> so you definitely have to practice some meditation there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just part of it. And I mean, I do work with people in Orange County as well. I'm basically right in between Orange County and LA. So I'm either driving south or north and everything in between. So yeah, that's good. Now, do you mind sharing a little bit more with us about like a little more of the dark night of the soul that really broke you away from some of those identities that made you have a rebirth? Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, I had a, a prolonged one, <laughs> probably just because I was in denial. Uh, and I think a lot of a lot of my things were just kind of built up. Like I, I uh, never really cried. Like mm. I probably went like five years without crying. No cry really? Um, when was that? Uh, in my twenties. Wow. So I, I was, I, I'm really trying to work on leaning more into my feminine side mm. because I was definitely like, super masculine. I felt very 
I had to have a masculine identity just growing up to survive. Mm. Um, and also when I was in my twenties in Chicago, like I had this very kind of rough identity, like all of my friends were bike messengers, <laughs> like most of them were ex felons. Like it was just a very like rough crowd. And that like toughness was like so important to who I thought I was. And then I just had to slowly kind of like tear that wall down. And I'm still working on becoming vulnerable. Um, I'm not there yet. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely a process of deconstructing that wall that I built around myself and softening and trusting my more feminine qualities outside of that constant like fight mode that I used to be in. Um, so it's, it's definitely been um, a journey. <laughs> Sorry, say bye. It's been so what? Um, how do you feel now on that journey? Like, do you still where do you feel like where did 2020? Where did all that break? Where did that take you in that journey? Because this all happened before, right? Like five yes. years ago? Yeah, yeah. Um, 2020 wasn't that bad for me personally, just because I had already started my business. Um, and I knew that I, I was going to have a lot less things going on, but it, it just seemed like the world needed to reset. And we're having to really redefine our belief systems and how we show up in the world. And I already had that kind of meltdown that the the nine to five what didn't make sense for me um and i had to start my own business but i already came to that revelation before a lot of the um a lot of my peers had going through the pandemic and it's it's um it was a nice amount of time to just heal and be slow down in a world where we're always in go, go, go uh, mode of uh, capitalism and all that fun stuff. So <laughs> I know, isn't that right? It's so I, I actually talk a lot about that on my show in general, just like my weekly episodes of I, I hate that right now in society, I hate it so much that we have built such a go, go, go like, oh, like we forgot what it's like to just be and, and it's suffering. Don't you feel that? Do you feel that? You know, just everyone is now just in this energy. Just go even on social media. Right. Go. What's the next? What's the next? What's the next? I hate oh, yeah. That. We're like not no one knows how to live in the moment because like around us is not in the moment. For sure. And we have all these expectations to be doing everything at once. And it's just it's unrealistic. We have these unrealistic parameters and we're all so hard on ourselves. And I think if we could all just change the way we speak to ourselves and our yes. minds, um, that has a world of difference because how we talk to ourselves is what gets reflected to how people treat us and respect us around us. Oh my God. Yes. And it's, it's so nuts. And as long as we, if we can start being nicer to ourselves, then the world will really shift, 
um, around us. Yeah, it really will. And I want to go back to what you said about like, in what ways are you embracing the more feminine side of yourself? And I really understand that, A, that's definitely a big Gemini rising, a very strong masculine presence. And with my Gemini, like I'm very strong masculine too. I love that. And it is, there's a little bit of that like comfort level by me and you feel the same way, showing up in that masculine, very strong, you know? So I'm curious. I want to hear how you, like, are now integrating the more softer feminine parts. Yeah. And I'm I'm still working on it. I don't know how much integration actually has happened. <laughs> it's a forever process, right? A lot of things are forever. <laughs> I mean, I guess I've gotten into more into... Uh, makeup and like glamour magic per se, um, caring more about style and um, just. I feel like you definitely present a lot of very strong feminine, you know, looks when I see you on social media. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I feel I'm always gravitating towards this like warrior mode and i just want to make content with my sword and just be <laughs> kind of ridiculous but it's like no i need to be softer i need to like not look like i'm going to assassinate people. i kind of like that too i remember when you made that one video i loved that it was like the power woman i think you were in the you were in the, the superwoman suit i don't think you changed suits but you changed different positions right oh yeah yeah it's it's interesting to like have, and I mean, like women can be both. They can have that like powerful, like goddess energy, warrior energy, as well as the soft energy, just like a lot of ancient deities like Freya. Um, and even just, I don't know, it's, it's having to be able to like have that duality, but the softness is a challenge for me. And I'm working on it. <laughs> so don't know if much integration has happened, but well, I don't it's, think it's that wrong if, if that's who you are and you like being that way. You know what I mean? Having yeah. not a super, you know, I kind of like having a, a bit of abrasive approach to a degree. For sure. For sure. And then I'm pretty. Yeah, I know I have a strong Athena placements on yeah. one of the horizon lines and then my Mars um, my Mars is an Aries. So like, I have a lot of like, with an Aries ready, moon, ready to go <laughs> with an Aries moon. Yes. Right there. Yeah. That definitely brings a very strong, um, presence about you, but that's what you, that's look, I love it. I, I feel like you shine with that. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I do appreciate that. <laughs> I think I definitely see that shining. Well, that's good. Integrating. I think it is. It's always an interesting time. And Gemini's, I think, in a Gemini rising can have a hard time with that balance because Mercury rules both sides. So yours is naturally going to be a little bit stronger with the extreme masculine um, conjunction in Aries, you know, the moon and Mars conjunction. So uh, there is this... You know, it ha Mercury, your ruling planet, your Gemini rising can take both sides, the feminine and the masculine. So there is sometimes this internal battle of of showing up both. And your masculine comes out more because you get that that masculine, you know, Mars and the moon conjunction in Aries. Yes, yes. And then I, I feel like since my sun sign is in Pisces, I have a lot of contradictory mm. like 
turbulence. And, yes. And it's like, is this my intuition or what? Like, what, mm. what is this feeling? Cause I get conflicting. That only happens with me. Whenever I'm advising those around me, it's actually a lot easier. <laughs> yes. Isn't that usually how that goes though? You know what I mean? Like it's so much you can do, but it's, you can do for, you can say to others, but you can't always do it for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And then how often are you seeing, uh, do you go and do shows or are you doing tarot? Do you just call, take online clients? What do you usually do? So recently I've had a lot more events. Um, awesome. And so that, that's that been good. Halloween, I was really booked doing private parties. And um, most recently I've been taking on corporate clients so I will be doing a show with For Love and Lemons and Victoria's Secret. I'll be reading cards for them. For oh my their... God, that's exciting. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited for it. It's for their holiday um, dress um, collection that just came out. And then they sent me a bunch of dresses. So I'll get to wear one of the dresses and model it as I'm doing the reading. So I'm really excited about that. And uh, just, just trying different um, approaches. Cause if you asked me, you know, three years ago, like where I'd be, it, I, it's just more. Okay. So I'm wondering if you, would you be willing to do like a tarot reading? Sure. On the show? Yeah. Okay, cool. It doesn't matter how. It could be just a collective reading. So Tinsley is going to do a little tarot reading. You got a little, you got um, a little pack there. What was that in? That was like a pretty little blue velvet. Oh, thanks. It looked yes, like a special I bag. Have, yeah, a little. Purple. Purple velvet bag and a gold silk um, scarf that I hold them in. But yes, I can do a collective reading for everyone listening and who will be tuning in at a later time. And this is for this upcoming week. Oh, but, okay, good. So starting next week or like from yes. today, future, the next week from today on. Yes. Cool. And I'll do, I'll do three cards to give us an energetic forecast. Ooh, yes, here we come. All right, I'm flying. You're a pro shuffler. <laughs> I'm not good at shuffling, honestly. It's not one of my strong suits. I guess I'd practice, I'd get better. <laughs> Okay, well, I think everyone's gonna be feeling pretty nice now that that eclipse season is starting to settle down. I oh, mean, yes. we're, still, we're still going through it, but um, good news is the beginning of the week, we have the Major Arcana Lovers card. So this is showing um, divine alignment with your purpose. Um, this is also a great card that if you're in a relationship that this can create more um, of a deepening connection. Um, 
and be able to communicate and see eye to eye. And then if you are currently single, there's a chance that you may be meeting someone uh, very important. Now with the major candle lovers card, it's not always romantic. That could be a soulmate connection and a friend, um, but at least that support system should be on the way. And then the middle of the week, we have the Nine of Pentacles. So this card is a beautiful wealth card, independence card, um, really showing uh, how much you've grown and your career really blossoming um, and being in alignment with that. And then in the end of the week, we have the Six of Swords. So this card is considered, I call it the moving away card, but it's also, if it's not a physical move, it's an emotional move to finally let go of some of that baggage that's been holding you back. So things are gonna, I think, start to feel a lot better. And then you can really purge and let go of everything that was still remaining from this eclipse season that hadn't been let go of. You will finally be in a happy enough place to be like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on so I don't have to hold this weight anymore. You know, I've got to say that really went well, too, with my um, newest, like, release of the energy for the astrology of the week with there's a lot happening. Um, this leading into next week is with the benefics. It's very Jupiter Venus energy, which is what I which was felt to me like you're reading like it went with it. There's going to be a lot of more like positive growth talk strength as venus moves into sagittarius and mercury moves into sagittarius and they're both trining jupiter so as you're being like wow that really actually is like a good tarot version of the astrology prediction i just did that's awesome yeah, yeah so it's like lining up with the astrology and so astrology is so useful because a lot of times when i'm doing a lot of readings in the same night um a lot of the same cards will keep coming up because the same lessons, everyone's going through similar things. And that's why collective readings a lot of times have a lot of value because a lot of us are having to go through the same stuff. Um, of course, we have to like deal with it differently, but it, there's major themes. Wow, those, I think that all sounds pretty good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I really love that. So how long have you been doing tarot for? Uh, so I I believe I learned about five or six years ago. I've been practicing, um, practicing professionally for four years. Awesome. And I guess it's, it's similar to astrology as there's something you learn, right? Like the quote unquote science of it. You learn the facts of it. And then it's your intuitive that learns how to decipher your intuition, your intuitive energy that learns how to decipher the messages. And so for people just listening, when you started your tarot reading and maybe people who want to start it, like did the messages start kind of flowing or did you have to get in tune again, like you said, with meditation or how did that really just the messages just start flowing through you? 
well, what I was taught um, when first starting out is it's great to pull a card in the morning a day, uh, one card, and that will give you an idea of how your day is going to go. And that's without looking at the meaning. You just write journal and write what you think the card is, what the energy of the day is going to be. And then at the end of the day, you can really have the experience of how your day went with the imagery of the card. And that's a lot easier than trying to memorize things. And a lot of cards have multiple different meanings. So it really is up to that intuition to decipher which meaning is it applying and um and it just the longer you work with a deck the i think more powerful it is i've been working with the same deck i i use the original rider weight um one that most symbolism is based off of and this deck i've had i think for five years and it's I think the most powerful one that I use because I've built the longest relationship with it. So I, I definitely recommend working with the same one. You of course can have multiple decks, but the longer you work with them, the, the more true they'll be. Wow. Wow. Okay. I love that. I love that. And who did you study under? Who did you work with? You had said at the beginning, Uh, Stephanie salt. Okay. She's based out of there. Yes, she is. Do you teach people as well? I don't, but I am planning on creating an online course. Um, I just have to pre-record all the content. Uh, (laughs) It's a lot about building all that. (laughs) That's awesome. You can totally do that. And I get that. It can be hard to sort of stockpile all of the content you need to that comes with teaching. Exactly. And I do. I do love teaching. I taught for a little bit and... um, it's it's such a great thing to learn tarot for yourself and your own personal spiritual development um although i i still go to other tarot card readers too yeah like the best messages i get are usually from other people because it takes it takes um an unbiased like perspective to really understand because as much as we want to be honest with ourselves a lot of times it can be a difficult process to navigate what the the cards are actually saying (laughs) it can be a very difficult process to navigate that and also i know for me with my own astrology predictions is i tend to go to the worst like sometimes if it's something like a fearful like when it's myself not other people like i like other people to tell me sometimes predictions because my brain will want to go to like the worst possible thing that could happen with this transit you know because my brain wants to i don't know if you're like this because gemini can do this it like wants to prep yourself for your pain so i'm like you know what in my head i'm gonna go for the worst possible thing that could ever happen with this transit that way i'm mentally prepared for it and it's never what actually happens so (laughs) similar i like to go to other astrologers and be like i need you to look at this transit for me for how this might show up because i can't do it for myself (laughs) for sure for sure yes i totally totally agree with that Our own brains get, they get clogged with our own messages because there's so many layers. You know, you got the inner child talking, you got the mind talking, you got the intuition talking, you got, it's just much harder for it to do it to ourselves. Definitely. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then I, I usually 
try to create a the most positive outcome for yes. for my clients because uh, what we believe often manifests into Always. our reality. So I want to set them up for success by believing it can work out as well as it can. And a lot of times if they have that mindset, then that can yeah. really set them up for success. Yes. And it always does. I mean, it's our mindset and it's always does. It's just sometimes in our own brains, we go to the fear spot for ourselves. But for sure. I, and I, oh, I'm yeah. with you. I think that, you know, our, our world is created around us by our thoughts and, and not vice versa. Definitely. It definitely is. And it it defies all logic and reason, but I think quantum physics and the more we learn about our shifting reality is that, yes, it all starts from within. It's crazy you brought that up because I was doing an astrology reading with a client this morning and we got on the topic of quantum physics and quantum um, entanglement as well. Like after our reading, we were talking about that and it's the second time and and it sounds like you've done some studying. It's something I really want to understand more. It's just so mind-blowing sometimes. Like I've, I've got a couple books and I like have to reread the chapters. I'm like, wait, I can't even grasp this. What are you saying? Like, uh, and we were, I'll end this episode, but I want to talk about this. We were talking, this person and I today about how with quantum physics, you can heal yourself now, but you're really healing like your past self, your future self, you know, your parents and like, it, and science is proving this and it's really kind of mind boggling. Oh yeah, it's it's so insane, honestly. Like that the work that you can do to heal your ancestors and your lineage and that that's, karma that a lot because so many people inherit the same behavioral issues the same yes. like i come from a long line of alcoholics mm. and i am going to be the first one that has stopped drinking who doesn't awesome. you know basically yes. die from over drinking yes. um and that's i think a lot i think that self-awareness that work that i think our generation is really starting to dive into so is going to hopefully help heal a lot of these patterns and stop them from just continuing indefinitely. You you don't even know the chills I have right now as you were saying that as you're talking about like our generations, right? We're here like shifting things right now, energetically shifting the mind so we can shift the world. I have like, seriously, these chills are coming all over me. I'm like the spirit saying, yay, yay <laughs> they're figuring it out. <laughs> they're breaking through. It took a long time, but I think we're finally, we're finally getting there. <laughs> I mean, at, since co like as a collective, right? Like before COVID, you and I have been seeing people all the world because that was our world. So we were in that world. But since COVID, I have just been seeing t more and more people just awakening, you know, like awakening from the veil of of whatever we were you know of of the constructs of that and so it's cool to just like keep seeing it and it, it hasn't stopped you know it's just this veil of awakening in people that are awakening the spirit for sure yes i love it and you just helped my show and you helped me and you helped a lot of people awaken something in them Thank you so much. Now, Tinsley, tell me where everyone can find you, your Instagram, your handles, your emails, your websites. Tell us all of it. Awesome. Yes, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Tinsley Tarot. And 
Uh, you can learn about all of my services online at tinsleytarot.com. And I also offer online Zoom sessions. If you would like a tarot card reading, I can work with everyone across the world. So I would, I would love to meet you. Awesome. Thank you, Tinsley. You guys definitely want to hit her up. Uh, she has amazing vibes and she is definitely full of life, but has that, uh, that Gemini awareness. I see that gem rising awareness. So that's why it's so fun to talk. And I feel like we could probably have a whole other episode of us just talking about the universal laws and the quantum physics. You know, it just was wild. I'm sorry. The second time I'm like, is the universe pointing that I really need to start going in that direction of like studying, but no, I have enough with astrology. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in and I hope you have a fabulous week. Love you. Goodbye.